Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a clip from the series premiere of the celebrity dating game starring Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton. All right, so this is the last question of the round. Who do you think I am and why? Bachelor number two? Demi Lovato. Interesting. Bachelor number three? Uh, you're obviously uh, country. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, just Taylor Swift. Cool. <laughs> Bachelors, our mystery celebrity has just learned a lot about all of you. Too much? Maybe. But now it's time for you to learn a little bit about her. A clue courtesy of Michael Bolton in the only way he knows how to speak about love. In song. The re- it's just funny because the reveal is that she's literally Hannah Brown from The Bachelor, and they told the men that she's from The Bachelor, so why would they guess Taylor Swift? Why would they guess Blake Lively and Demi Lovato? Why would they be on this show? Why does this show exist? Why is Michael Bolton there? I mean, I know the answer is they're getting paid probably handsomely. But the, I mean, okay, the show is actually more fun than this made it seem. Did but it you is truly weird that after she picked the guy and then they were rolling the credits or whatever, you heard their mics. They left their mics on. I think it was on purpose. And they were, and he, no. she was like, "Have you ever even seen The Bachelor?" And he was like, "Yeah, like I've watched some episodes. Like it was just casual, like too real conversation, like very unscripted, very too real." I was like, "This is insane." Thank you, everyone, and good night from all of us here at the Celebrity. Actually, the golden sugar gave it away. Really? You see, you had a golden sugar. I remember watching that. Your season was like, mm-hmm. I'm a dog guy. Like, I'm a dog guy. Wait, so do you watch the show? Like, have you watched The Bachelor? Also, show me photographic proof that you went on a date. Like, both of these women going out with either of the men that they chose, I just don't see an actual date happening. That's beyond, like, these the craft services cast, table backstage. Like, these men got cast on, like, the Universal Walk at Universal Studios. Like, this is not a real, you know, situation. Yeah, they want to be on television. It's clear they just want to be on television. Right. But the guessing, who am I, is the best. It reminds me of Masked Singer, where they're like, is that Lady Gaga in there? You know, like, is that my daughter in no. there? Like, No, it's not. It's Hannah Brown and Nicole Byer. Is that Byer. my daughter? Is that my daughter in there? It's true. No. It's like, as likely to be, as likely to be like Lively as it is to be like your dead mother, you know? Like, it's not happening. We watched it because we got a call, we got a couple calls saying that it was actually quite cute, and we heard from people that it was actually quite cute. 
I guess it sort of is, but this is this is the reason for me. Listening to them guess who they think it is. Taylor I will Swift, not Demi Lovato, and Blake Lively. And be watching it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. Michael Bolton's thing is sort of, his shtick is funny. He sings famous songs, but rewrites the lyrics to make them about the celebrity. I don't want to talk about this show anymore. You know <laughs> I what like, I want to talk about, Lindsay? as you were talking about that. What? <laughs> you know what I want to talk about. Lucas Hedges and Tommy Dorfman spotting holding hands while walking around New York City. And also Tommy Dorfman strolls around NYC hand in hand with Lucas Hedges. That one is the Just Jared Jr. headline. The one that you read was the Just Jared adult headline. I guess Wait, senior, Just Jared what, Senior. What, is there even like a subtle difference between the like senior and the junior? Not really. I don't like they're not. No, neither one is more like intense Sexy. than the other one. It's more sexual. I don't the know. Both of them are mentions, like identical. Okay, the difference is the senior mentions Lucas Hedges and the junior doesn't. So maybe the junior is like, who is Lucas Hedges? Right. The junior is like, we got an Academy Award nominee in our midst. We can't mention this person. Wait, but <laughs> do we all. have somebody who starred on Netflix's 13 Reasons Why? We got to put them in. They're mm-hmm. the lead, you know? So They're maybe the that's, the, that's the difference. I don't want to say that these photos broke the internet. But they did something to it. Like they moved the they moved they broke the needle. Your part of the internet. <laughs> and so what we saw here was Tommy Dorfman walking the streets of of New York, holding hands with Lucas Hedges, who was in short shorts, Daisy Dukes, really long boots. Were they design- I saw people joking they that they were, were Chanel. Chanel, but I don't know if they were actually. Oh, they actually were Chanel. Well, I think that might okay. have been a reference to a movie that I'm now forgetting what reference. I it think is. the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, I think they're referencing Devil Wears Prada. But they did Are look like the, the boots. Fashion. From, they did look like the Chanel boots from Devil Wears Prada, didn't they? Miranda Priestley's office. No, actually, she's not available. But I'll leave word. Okay, thanks. Are you wearing the the Chanel boots? Yeah, I am. You look good. Uh, yeah, they did. They mm-hmm. did. They the also looked like the um the boots from the J Lo song that Megan Trainer wrote. What's that song? Oh, Ain't Your Mama. <laughs> I do. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Remember the Ain't Your? You remember the? <laughs> you remember the? Ain't... I just broke no! your internet. I just broke your brain. Remember the Ain't Your Mama video? Jennifer no. Lopez's song Bobby, Ain't Your Mama. Nobody by remembers Megan the Ain't Your Mama video. That video like, is lost in time. It all day. I ain't your mama. I remember the I'm song. Doing your laundry. I ain't your mama. And she's wearing like the he- those boots that are like. Com- the Bobby, ones that like the basically go under up to your underboob. That you remember the video for Jennifer Lopez's Ain't Your Mama is Lindsay, happy pride. Come on, it's okay. Because we were hoping that we would have another smash like I Love Ya Poppy, but we didn't get I Love Ya Poppy again. I know we the just fact that we got mama. I Love Ya Poppy, then Ain't Your Mama, it's like Girl, we wanted the other direction. <laughs> we don't know if they're dating. No, I just We liked, just know that they're friends. No one cared. I mean, Tommy Dorfman's married. I mean, it, that could mean anything, but like Tommy Dorfman's married just as a fact. And remember when they were in a quarantine house with like Margaret Qualley, Cara Delevingne or something? Remember that? That wasn't that long mm-hmm. ago. And they were like, we're not doing this for 16 months. Sorry, I'm right. leaving the house. Right. Like also my husband's here. Like why? Like what's <laughs> going on? Anyways, b- the best was that people were really not focused on whether they're romantically involved. They were focused on Lucas Hedges' boots, you know? And that's to they me. They were focused on Lucas Hedges. That's the answer. Right. Lucas Hedges taking fashion and stylistic risks that would perhaps imply that they are not straight. 
So that was sort of like the the why people approach this with that sort of like rabid. I mean, Lucas Hedges has desire. said that he is on the spectrum of LGBTQ+. Yes, of course, plus. Of course. He said when he was in Boy Erased, he said, quote, I, rec- I recognize myself as existing on that spectrum, not totally straight, but also not gay and not necessarily bisexual. So it's like right. Lucas Hedges is LGBTQ+, right? Yes. I think so. I think that's what that's saying. It's just like, it's hard to say exactly what that's saying, but that's sort of what it's implying. These boots kicked open the door and Ben is back, you know? Moving on... The opposite of the Lucas Hedges thing is this Liza Koshy news, which is kind of funny. Where Liza Koshy is like, I am straight. Happy Pride. Well, she, she said, no, so she That's posted, not what happened. That's she not what posted happened. these pictures of her friend Jenna Willis, who is a, a celebrity trainer and her best friend. And she wrote, happy mm-hmm. birthday, baby. I can't wait to see you at the end of the aisle one day. I just have no idea which role you'll play. And people were like, what? <laughs> oh, she's gay. <laughs> like, end yeah. of the aisle. Like, uh, they're getting married. Like, it's marriage. It's like, oh, they're in love. Da, da, da. And all of the, then the internet was like, oh, Liza, she's gay. Okay, great. Happy Pride. But then she was like, no, wait. No, I'm not. That's just my friend. And she added to the caption, how about my officiant, flower girl, usher, the ridiculous <laughs> bridesmaid that effortlessly shows up the bride? Regardless, you you know you'll be there. Check your inbox for the paperless evite to my non-existent wedding. So it's like Liza Koshy really fucked this up, right? She wrote these two she wrote this in a way that made it seem like not only was she engaged or she like getting married or, and that this woman was going to was the person that she was maybe engaged. Like Right. The yeah. way that she I wrote mean, that is very confusing. First of all, which one's like Liza Koshy? Young. <laughs> which one's Liza Koshy again? She's like a YouTuber. She used to date David Dobrik. She's like, but she's right. got her Dark. own thing. Kind of a. Dark. Yeah. But but a big YouTuber. I think that the caption is oh, fine. Did she? No, she did. She hosted the red car, the Vogue red carpet at the Met. Remember that? That was like a big deal. I remember like oh, what's, his, what's oh, his face okay. got mad at her. Andre Leon Talley was like mad at the fact that they like replaced him with Liza Kashi. I'm pretty sure that's right. That sounds right. That sounds right. Oh, yeah, that was her. That was her. Thank okay. You. Yeah. She's done it twice. Yes. But I think I'm looking at this caption again and like I just think that this is like a reading comprehension thing because even. Even the original caption, I can't wait to see you at the end of the aisle one day. I just have no idea what role you're playing. That, if you were certain you were in love with them, then you would know what role they were playing. They would play spouse. But like, <laughs> I have no idea is definitely like, like it's exactly what her clarification is. How about officiant, flower girl, usher, the hot bridesmaid? Like, that's all very much implied by the original caption. So like, I don't know what role you I play. Don't, well, if you were getting married to them, you would be clear what role they. It would play. be spouse. Yeah, it would be spouse. But, like, you can see, like, no offense, but, like, idiots in here. Like, Adam Rippon commented, crying, 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 heart. And it's like, I think Adam Rippon is the one, is was someone who thought that this meant I'm coming out and this is my girlfriend. Right. But, like, I, I guess I understand why she clarified it. I just think that she didn't need to because, to and me, it reads she, as, like. Okay, but clearly she needed to. It reads to. as friendly. She clearly yeah. needed to, though. But there are certain people, there are certain people who, had, if they had done this or a version of this, I would have been, like, oh, this was a master plan from the beginning. You wanted the headlines and you wanted the second headline that came from clarifying the headline. But I truly think this threw Liza Kashi for a loop because uh, her headline just seems pretty innocuous to me. I don't know. It's funny, though. Having to uh, amend your your caption is funny. I just think it's asterisk, just, asterisk, it's just asterisk. like 
it's like happy pride i'm not actually gay like happy pride <laughs> but i'm not gay so <laughs> sorry uh, camp is all about being extravagant and big and you've had so many extravagant moments in your life what would you say is the number one recently i wore like a money um outfit when i performed at like a talk show and that was kind of sexy and interesting because i money? Had, like the i had my my face on the on the hundred dollar bills so go. it was really dope so it was real money then I guess you could say that. That's right, that monetary yeah. value. Yeah. <laughs> You're giving me nutritional value tonight. You're looking like a four-course meal. You Thank look you. good. Thank you. Let's move on to a story that is on such shaky ground that we almost shouldn't talk about it because it could change tomorrow. It could change in two hours. It could change as we're this recording story. this. I hate this story so much. I hate like being introduced to a new who and it's like a chaos who, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Costello is a chaos who and I hadn't even heard of him before I didn't even know what he did you told me oh, he, you, you could have told me he'd done anything and I would have believed you you know right you didn't watch you didn't watch that season of Project Runway he did is he... a Project Runway person oh he's he he's win. an alum yeah he's alum he's an alum he he was on many seasons ago I think he was on it when it was still on um Bravo? Did you no, watch it? Was a, his it was season? a lifetime season. Oh, yeah, I watched his season. That was, uh, yeah, I was still watching it at that uh, point. I took a break for a few seasons and then I came back. Michael, Michael, you should be very proud of what you've done. You're a great designer, and we all think that you have a great future ahead of you. Michael, I'm sorry you're out. He didn't win, but he was on long enough to be like, you know, a person people know. If you watch, if you watch Project Runway, you knew him, and so he is in hot water with Chrissy Teigen because now that Chrissy Teigen is back on the internet, back online after posting her medium apology and you know all the fallout from Courtney. Where we left off was that Chrissy Teigen finally got called out for these very cruel tweets she wrote about Courtney Stodden back in the day. That mixed with a lot of other things had her kind of a little bit called out and she said, I'm taking a break from the internet. We know those don't last very long. Anyways, mm -hmm. she came back X days later, wrote a medium letter, apologizing, all of that. Okay, fine, right? She started her like rehabilitation journey. Okay. Then Michael Costello, who is a fashion designer, as we said, who's on Project Runway, posts an Instagram story that is honestly quite shocking. And in this story, he says that starting years ago, seven years ago in 2014, Chrissy Teigen had seen a story about Michael, Michael Costello writing something racist, saying something racist, and calling him out on it in the comments. And she says that she deleted that comment because apparently the thing that Michael Costello had said that was racist was photoshopped and not true. Michael Costello says that after the Chrissy irony of this and deleted, story right. is like <laughs> she saw a photoshopped thing. She commented. She found out that was photoshopped. She deleted the comment. deleted the comment. That's what but she. That's Costello, her side of the story. That's her side of the story. Michael Costello says that actually. She didn't just delete the comment and move on. She sent him harassing DMs on Instagram, not only, you know, calling him despicable, calling him racist, but threatening his career and saying that she would do everything in her power to make sure that he never really works in this industry and again. And he had and screenshots of 
the conversation that he posted. And so it felt very like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it also felt like those matched kind of the tone of the Courtney Stodden thing. So people were kind of just like, what is going on here? Okay. And there were kind of obvious tells that the screenshots weren't, were a little fishy. But like Lindsay said, it was the tone that we have come to expect from Chrissy of that era. I'm not sure you could tell that they were fishy unless you really looked, but you could tell. Mm-hmm. But you, but if you don't look at screenshots and think immediately, are these real? Then you're not looking at enough screenshots because the thing with that is like there, there's always a very good chance that anything in that screenshot is manipulated. So that's could the first manipulated. part of the story. The second part of the story, after Michael Costello comes out and says Chrissy Teigen bullied me too – uh, a makeup artist comes out and says, oh, uh, Michael Costello actually sexually harassed me when I was going through chemotherapy. And here I come because I see he's now coming after somebody else. So, you know, mm-hmm. at the same time, Leona Lewis, iconic who, mm-hmm. as stated by this podcast and I guess never changing, she yep, exactly she said that Michael Costello had bullied her. Because like he's he was, an asshole. Like he was supposed to dress her for some charity thing, and then she like didn't fit in the dress, and he refused to change it to fit her. Uh, she said that she was sorry to see my, what Michael went through, and she's not trying to discount his experience, but she doesn't believe that we should knock people down when they're showing remorse for their actions. She means Chrissy Teigen. So you have two people come out against him and saying, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! You are not an angel from heaven." Mm-hmm. If you're going to be throwing out all of these old stories, I have some stories to throw out as well. Right. No, then then what happens is the Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen's team reaches out to a reporter and says that the, the, the messages that Michael Costello is posting are doctored and the reporter does reporting, Kat Tenbarge for Business Insider, and says actually there are many issues with this screenshot in that it doesn't even match what Facebook looked like at the time. The colors are wrong. Right. Some of the, the, uh, the avatar for Chrissy Teigen is wrong. It doesn't match what it would have been at the time. And it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if he would have taken the screenshots when the colors were there, she would have had a verified account. Like, this reporter does the work to, like, really scrutinize these screenshots. After that, Chrissy Teigen releases a statement on her Instagram page that is so... It's so formal that I thought it was fake at first because it says, like, statement released on behalf of Chrissy Teigen. Well, and it's, it's weird long... because she can't help herself because when she tweets it, she tweets no idea what the fuck Michael Costello is doing. And it's from her own voice. But then the screenshot that she includes is a message essentially from lawyers. From a written by a lawyer. Yeah. So it's like, here's my commentary. Here's what the lawyer said. I was like approved to say. And then the statement is very much like buttoned up. But it's also very Mm -hmm. specific because it says Chrissy Teigen did comment something on this guy's Instagram. And but she deleted it after she found out that those were screenshots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then, which I this this is the wildest part to me. John Legend quote tweets a link to the Business Insider story tweeted by New York Times, like, internet reporter Taylor Lorenz and says, Chrissy apologized for her public tweets, but after her apology, Mr. Costello fabricated a DM exchange between them. This exchange was made up, completely fake, never happened, receipts below. And you sort of, like, no one wants to be involved here, but I just think it's funny that John Legend, who is... He's stepping in. Who is so, like, like, milk toast, like, so, like eggshell paint like nothing like it's just like so boring having to find himself in the middle of these minefields that Chrissy has like planted and honestly good on him for doing this but he's like basically I publicly have her back too this isn't just Chrissy I'm stepping up as the husband I'm like you know what I support my wife I mean of course then people are like 
Right. People are like, Michael Costello, what's going on? Everyone's reaching out to Michael Costello. And the and he releases a statement to E! News that says, The fact that Chrissy Teigen's team is desperately trying to prove the DMs are fake and attempts to discredit Michael Costello, a victim of Michael Costello, a victim of trauma and bullying by Chrissy Teigen both online and offline, confirms that she remains the same bully despite her public apology. So basically what he's doing is like, I will not back down. I'm getting nothing but evidence that proves that what I'm saying is, or that suggests that what I'm saying is is a lie, but I will not back down. And that is basically the stance that he has taken and is taking as of Monday morning. He also was like, I'm leaving the internet. Like I'm, I'm logging off. I went private because, and so I'm kind of like, "Mm, it's interesting that it's like you're like, seems like you got caught in your Mm -hmm. own lie while trying to call out somebody who you thought you could get while she was like down in that way. You know, she's not, remember when she launched that, like, yeah, I saw that, that brand with Kris Jenner about like, (laughs) it's like cleaning, home cleaning products products called safely. Well then safely released a statement on Instagram stories. That's, (laughs) I don't know why this is so funny to me, but it was like they re- they literally released like one photo shoot of Chrissy Teigen and Kris Jenner like hovering over this line of cleaning products like in full glam. It's well, it so launched strange. at the worst possible time. Right at the worst possible time. And um, and now it's apparently done. Chrissy's not going to be involved with these uh, healthy cleaning products. And they released a statement that says Chrissy will be stepping away from safely to take much needed time to focus on herself and <laughs> also much needed time. When is she not focused on herself and be with her family? We fully support her decision and are so thankful for her contributions. The brand will continue to move forward and focus on our important mission of bringing high quality, hardworking cleaning Chris products to all of How mad is Chris? Chris is so Chris is furious. She's like, Chris oh, I don't want to do partner. this all by myself. <laughs> Do you think she'll find a replacement? Or no. do you think she'll do it alone? I think she'll just keep doing she'll it. She'll bring in Chloe. And Chrissy clearly doesn't want to do it because she she probably doesn't want to... Re- she probably wants to chill out and take a break as expected. But also, I bet Chris had her lined up for a bunch of marketing shit that would have exposed mm-hmm. her to kind of questions about this when she's just trying to promote like cleaning products, you know? And so it's not worth it to like go on the view and be like my cleaning products. And then they view like ask you about these like bullying situations and you're like, oh fuck, you know? And so I think that's probably what they're like, just take her off of this for now, you know, because she doesn't want to deal with that type of questioning. Even if it seems like in this situation, she did nothing wrong. I mean, she, and she apologized for the, for the other thing, which again, doesn't make it disappear, but it does, you know, mean that she's at least thinking about and takes responsibility for what she said, which was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like she she started the company with that woman who I guess is involved, is is somehow must be, in addition to being an entrepreneur, just must how, must be friends with the Kardashian-Jenner family, Emma Greed. You know, she's the one who co-founded Good American with Chloe. Oh, that's like she a, also she's like a Skims. Seri- yeah, she's like a serial entrepreneur who like underwrites essentially or like undercreates the who products that are a, that the- are I bet she her job is to come up with products that match the kind of th- thematics around the Kardashian that she's working with. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Kylie, also- your lips are too small. Let's do lip liner. Oh, uh, Chloe, you're all about body positivity. Let's do an all-inclusive jean line. Oh, Chris, you're like a mother. You're but, but you're busy. You're on the go. Let's do like cleaning material. You know, I bet it's or like, like that's oh, the thing. 
quote unquote like all natural cleaning materials are trendy right now let's sure, do something too. here you right. know like she probably does like a lot of market analysis and figure stuff right. out but it's funny that like she is clearly just the brains behind all these things but it's not really one of the um like faces of all the products but oh it God, seems like somebody she'd be a great profile face of this woman am i right like there are there are some q and a's with her but like she could use a real profile like look at all the stuff that she has her hands in like skims alone is huge i know huge still yeah. Casey Musgraves is wearing skims on the streets of New York a couple days ago. On the ago, streets and I was like, oh, right, of skims. New York? No, everybody's wearing skims. Skims is hot. Like, and that's what I, she probably did. She probably like she probably recognized that Kim, that Kim Kardashian had this like story about having these this under because remember the story of skims is like Kim wanted to wear a one legged thing, but the mm, but she right. had to cut her own shapewear or whatever. It's like that's mm-hmm. how skims came into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is interesting? Is that Millie Bobby Brown is dating the heir to the Bon, jo- bon Jovi pasta sauce empire himself, Jacob Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi's I son. can't believe that this that Millie Bobby Brown is dating this pasta sauce heir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Incredible. And also, it's alleged. It's alleged, by the way. We don't know. I mean, look at this photo of them both doing duck, duck face in a car. That's love to me. Millie was spotted holding hands with the, with the heir to the Bon Jovi pasta sauce fortune, who is named Jake. Who is an actor? He says in his Instagram, but like I don't know what he acts. Like. I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't really, you I know, mean, speak to that. He's got. He's dating one of the most powerful women in Hollywood. Honestly, uh, I don't even think that's a joke. It's but, the truth. He'll be on a Netflix show in no time. MBB is the most powerful woman in Hollywood. One of the most powerful women in Hollywood, I would say. Oh yeah. wow! All right? right. That's don't you think? Maybe according to Just Jared Jr. I don't know. I I, I trust Just Jared Jr. I like this Hollywood life feature about like things to know about jake bon jovi yeah two things two great things one he's a fan of u.s senator cory booker okay because he's from new jersey obviously and two he resembles his dad (laughs) who would have thought who would have thought i mean he wishes that a happy father's day in a photo that is honestly truly iconic we've got we've got John Bond hat on we got jake bond somehow sunglasses on inside they do look a Mm -hmm. lot like uh, this looks like it was taken a hundred years ago. I love it. Has Millie has Millie Bobby Brown tried the pasta sauce? Not yet. What? Not yet. What? I don't think. I don't think yet. Okay. I think it's a joke at this point. I do think. I also think that it's it's funny to me that like the reminder that his last name is not Bon Jovi, B O N J O V I, because Jake's last name is Bon Jovi, like the Italian Bon like Jovi the sauce. thing. Like yeah. It would just be funny. Like, if you were John Bon Jovi, wouldn't you just make that your last name and make your kid's last name Bon Jovi? Jake Bon Jovi? No, because then they would be like, oh, okay, great. We get it. Your dad's John. Your dad is in Bon Jovi. This is a little bit like separated. It's like, oh, no, I'm actually Bon Jovi. You know, it's like, oh, it's a little different. <laughs> bon Jovi. And then when you, you make the pasta name. sauce, it sounds more, you know, more authentic. I just have yet to see any proof that she has gone to dinner at like the, the Bon Jovi compound. And if that happens, I'm sure the pasta sauce will be on the table. Literally. It better be. It better be. And figuratively. Can you imagine John Bon Jovi's dad serving her the, the famous pasta sauce? And they're like, oh, get the pasta sauce out of here. Here's, here's, my, here's my even more elaborate reasoning for why she hasn't had the pasta sauce. I think that John Bon Jovi's dad is a, a savvy businessman. And probably quite aggressive when it comes to like getting people to do what he wants. If Millie Bobby Brown had tasted the John Bon Jovi pasta sauce, he would have asked her to post it on in her Instagram. 
And she would have been like, oh, ha, 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 maybe. And he's like, no. And maybe hovered what over her. What is this fan fiction that you're writing about the creator of Bon, jo- bon Jovi pasta sauce? I think that he wants a little social lift. And he thinks that Millie Bobby Brown's the perfect person to do it for him. I mean, I, and beca- uh, because she, and I think that she's kind and she would have done it had he You're asked. spinning quite the yarn about the Bon Jovi family. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing it for weeks at this point. I mean, I didn't. I just didn't know you were in so deep. I don't know if you'd create. Cr- I didn't know you'd crafted this entire novella based around kind of this family and their their secrets. Millie at the Bon Jovi household eating the New Jersey style, New Jersey style, no Garden State style, Garden style variety. That's the one that we think is that's classic. the one that has vegetables in it, mm-hmm. and, and it's it like hmm, interesting. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, but you I know what else it. is interesting. What else is, what else is, uh, do another weird transition. What else is interesting? Lala Anthony and Carmela divorced. I know I saw that. That's surprising. That's surprising. Uh, maybe. I feel like I've, we've heard things about them. Who's the who in this? Lala? Is Lala who? I think Lala's the who for sure. I think Carmelo Lala's is who. not a who, I don't think. Carmelo is not a who. Lala is that Lala's absolutely kind a of who. a who. That's true mm-hmm. because like while she's kind of everywhere, it's kind of for all who-y reasons usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they broke up, and then I thought it was interesting. The timing came a couple of days before Father's Day, but on Father's Day, Lala wrote like a very sweet photo, posted a very sweet photo of Carmelo and their son, and was like, "Happy Father's Day." You know who Lala's tight with too? Kim. Yeah, and Kim and Lala yeah. are now having divorces at the same time. I find that just like a little interesting. Well, now maybe, and maybe if Kim, if if Kim finally fucking passed the bar, Kim could be Lala's divorce lawyer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever bar, bar Kim is passing, I don't think she could even be qualified to be Lala's divorce lawyer. Didn't she fail it twice? I'm. How are we getting this information? I don't even know if I want this on the show. I know that's true. And she's like embarrassed that she did it, but it's like Kim, it's you're failing it because you're not really trying. You're yeah. not like really going to school. You think mean, that you could just be a lawyer? This is a great like advertisement for how hard the bar is, you know, like it's not the California easy. bar, especially. Yeah. I don't even know anything about the law. And I know that the California bar it's is supposed the hard to be bar. hard because you don't have to go to law school to get to take it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be really hard because otherwise they would make you go to law school. And clearly Kim is not going to law school. No, <laughs> I could not believe I could not believe that photo, that screenshot from um Kim Kardashian Hollywood. What was it? The it was for it was June. It was on Juneteenth, and they posted something about how they were donating money from Kim Kardashian Hollywood to a number of charities. But I was like, I cannot believe that this game is a still like on the server somewhere and active functioning, but also making enough money where they can like be that charitable with stuff. It must still be huge, right? I mean, it must be, but you never hear about it anymore. But it maybe has like a long tail. I always see them. They like introduce like new features to it. Sometimes it gets press and you're like, are we sure anyone's playing this? You know? Well, is it like, is it like how my mom still has a Yahoo email address? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but a Yahoo email address is like not functional. You have to go play this game. It's not Mm. like it just exists in your life, you know? so strange. OMG, you guys. Can you believe that it's been seven years since I launched Kim Kardashian Hollywood? We gave the video game a whole new makeover. It looks so good. You guys can now make a squad with your friends and earn lots of rewards to use in the game. I'm obsessed. You guys are going to love it. There's even a chance to win a shopping spree at Saks. 
Chloe Bailey's in trouble. People cannot deal with Chloe Bailey being sexy. They can't really deal with Chloe Bailey doing anything, which I think is so <laughs> frustrating because like it is these two are trying to like separate a little bit and have like a little bit of their own moments. Like Hallie is the off adults. filming uh, The Little, little Mermaid. Mermaid and Chloe is performing Nina Simone at the uh, the Juneteenth special on ABC, Juneteenth colon, together we triumph. And she also performed it today on Good Morning America. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, it, like this morning? Yeah. She performed it again okay. and didn't do the se- the quote unquote sexy stuff. She oh, said, she just did a more like traditional said, version? Yeah. She said, this is too early for me to like, you know, <laughs> this <laughs> okay, is too that's early funny. She probably for me get to there drop it to Nina Simone. But yeah, I mean, first of all, she did an amazing rendition. She did her own version of it. I mean, it sounds similar, but she kind of t- played with it. She used her own like amazing, she has like an amazing register. She took it all mm-hmm. the way up and took it all the way down. And mm-hmm. people were like, stop grinding to feeling good. And it's like, why? I've always been in love with Nina Simone's rendition of feeling good and just feeling her joy and the pain and everything in her voice within that song. I wanted to make it my own. And so that's when a lot of people were mad at her, but then she got the co-sign from the ultimate Nina Simone expert, Nina Simone's granddaughter, uh, Rihanna Simone. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bossip. Bossip was like, leave her alone, which I loved. Bossip Bossip loved it. We honestly feel like Chloe Bailey can't catch a break. Sis minds her business, but somehow seems to trend on Twitter nonstop about either her sexual ways, gorgeous demeanor, or great performances. And they're right. No, yeah. Because they're seeing all this day after day. It's like, she can't do anything without people being like, what? You know? And it's like, Jesus Christ, relax. But you really can't fault her talent. Like, she's that's, that's the thing. People are only going after her for those superficial things. You know? Like, it's ridiculous. So anyway, Nina Simone's granddaughter was like, everyone's coming at Chloe Bailey. And she added her for a performance of my grandmother, Nina Simone's song. Rihanna Simone Kelly. Yes. Nina Simone's song, Feeling Good. But what y'all don't understand is that grandma was a free-spirited woman herself. She would have loved that performance as much as I do. Relax. Chloe killed it. Hashtag Nina Simone. And I was like, that's nice. But then I realized, didn't I just see Nina Simone's granddaughter like in the headlines recently? And I did. Because there is this huge battle that has been happening for years and years and years and years and years. Basically ever since Nina Simone died in 2003, but even long before that. Well, once this tweet got attention, the Chloe Bailey one, she followed it up being like, hey, I'm actually... like, because a lot of people maybe hadn't heard that of her. So mm-hmm. she said, I'm Nismone's granddaughter, and we actually aren't in charge of the uh, estate anymore because of this. So she kind of, like, brought it back to the forefront as well, even though it was in the news not so long ago. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying that when Kamala Harris was attorney general, she oversaw this case that ultimately led to, like, them not winning it's really complicated i really did try my best to figure out the details of this but it's kind of tale as old as time and in the music industry sense in a way that like a record label and the lawyer surrounding an artist who is now dead are like 
trying to take all of the rights to the music of the dead person. And the family is like kind of left out in the wind and they're like, but wait, what about us? And that's kind of the extreme, 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 extreme Cliff's Notes The Daily Beast wrote a good piece about it where they looked into the court documents of what was actually going on and whatever so happened. There is, there is evidence that Nina Simone's granddaughter, this woman, was accused of, quote, breaching her fiduciary duty to the estate Mm -hmm. and trust by moving money into her own personal company that maybe should not have been there. No, not maybe. It shouldn't have been there. It shouldn't have been there. According to the Daily Beast, who looked at these court documents, and this was why she was taken out of the taken off the estate trust in terms of being the overseer. So this is that is technically, according to the courts, what happened. Right. But then whenever you dig into the actual history, you can't help but think that like, well, yes, what uh, Rihanna did probably wasn't legal, but did she deserve to do that? Probably because Nina Simone's like music and like a lot of her movie or a lot of her money has been like taken from her, was taken from her over the course of her life. So it sort of feels like she was owed it and knew that there was no way she was going to get it from the courts, but she got caught when she did it this way. At least that's how it reads to me. But like every story about Nina Simone, like every profile of her, every biography of Nina Simone mentions these things where she gets into these battles with people over royalty payments, over just being paid for her work. And there's this, um, there's this really good part in this story i think it's from believer from forever ago but she says typical of simone was a 1961 show at new york's apollo theater when she refused to perform to a packed house until she was paid in cash when told the money was in an envelope on the piano simone walked on stage to wild cheers only to sit down and count the money out bill by bill you also did this i think aretha franklin (laughs) she did that a lot really yeah but she did it and then after she counted everyone everything laughed and she said don't applaud don't applaud um don't applaud you don't love me and then whatever i'm actually cut that part but yeah that's a that's a thing she did but it's like this is an ongoing thing that didn't just begin with her death it's been going on forever and it's I just, just funny it, that it took a chloe bailey, chloe bailey a slightly a slightly you know incendiary chloe bailey performance of feeling good on a juneteenth abc special to kind of get this information to my brain to now that i know that nina simone's granddaughter is like you know cut out mm-hmm. of the family whatever so who oversees nina simone's you know it's so trust it's or whatever. these lawyers yeah so it's like it's these lawyers because there are a couple of lawyers who claim it's a lawyer and then some other like agent and they claim that not long before nina's death they got these weird rights where it's like oh if you if you work really hard to re to get these rights back from sony or these other labels back to me then you can have a percentage of the rights and so they did it so many times that like they somehow own all of these like or a percentage of these rights to her music because they work to take it back from the label so that's one thing but then the label also like there's this whole thing with like reproduction rights that like sony still claims or something like it's it's so complicated i feel stupid even talking about it but the family basically got screwed out of this right they got screwed out of it and right. they're mad about it and it makes sense. And the only reason she brought up brought it up now is because of the Chloe Bailey performance. Yeah, I guess Chloe Bailey though did see she must have seen the response because she toned it down for GMA. But maybe she's planning to tone it down for GMA anyways, you know? Also, like she said, it's a little early to be that horny, you know? Yeah, and it's it was a pretty like sexy performance. And I I don't mean that in a bad way. I thought it was really cool. And also this the version she does herself is pretty cool too. And the version was the same. She did like a similar It is it is weird that they are 
both absolutely still who's. And I wonder what the Little Mermaid will do to their yeah. rising themdom. I mean, and both Little Mermaid stars are who's too. Like both Prince Eric and and Halle Bailey. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. What's next? <laughs> quick hits quick hits quick hits i'll do it i'll do them quickly I love let quick me lead hits. Okay. let me lead okay i can't do anything quickly okay Miley cyrus x slash brody uh jenner x caitlin carter remember her mm -hmm. how could i forget yeah she uh got married to brody jenner in bali but like not legally and then dated Miley cyrus and like caused a tiff and whatever then disappeared mm -hmm. from whatever she is now pregnant her mm -hmm. boyfriend is Christopher Brock, who is a fashion designer who briefly was linked to Amber Heard and has a fashion label called the Brock Collection with his ex-wife, Laura Vassar. Okay. 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 Anyways, Caitlin Carter's pregnant. And I there was a lot of this like weird tabloid stuff about how Brody Jenner's mom like commented like, congrats. And everyone's like, well, I guess that's settled. You know, I guess that's good <laughs> with them. Number two, the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> Remember I them? I hate this. I hate this. From the I social network, a.k.a. the Facebook twins who now are into Bitcoin. They've started a band, according to Page Six. We mm -hmm. hear six members of the group play to a dozen guests at Cameron's NoHo Loft this week. Okay, they're literally just playing like in his, in like Cameron Winklevoss's apartment. This doesn't count. Page Six, shut the fuck up. Okay. Then next we have Ana de Armas has a new boyfriend. 
And speaking of, you know, tech entrepreneurs like the Winklevoss twins, he is mm-hmm. this guy who, who helps run Tinder. Wait, Tinder, right? Yeah. Tinder, yeah, Tinder. His name is Paul That's wild. Paul Bukadakis. Mm-hmm. And this headline says Anna de Armas is enjoying her time with Paul Bukadakis after removing IG pick of Ben Affleck. She removed it. Did you see that? She removed Scandalous. the pick. So it was so it was because fans kept commenting on the pic and it was annoying her? I guess. And I'm reading... Like, so, we miss you. We miss Ben Anna. This is from the Hollywood... Life. This is from Hollywood Life. Life. And this source is so specific about the mechanism of IG that I'm like, this has to be real. Let me read you this. Tell me this is not Anna de Armas. The romance rumors come after Anna deleted a photo of her and Ben below on Instagram sometime within the last month. According to the insider, <laughs> the comments had become too much for the star. Quote, people kept commenting about their past relationship on it, and it was just best to take it down to avoid the whole thing, the insider told HL. She decided to keep another photo of them up because she had posted it from her birthday last year, which was buried in a slide of pics because it wasn't the cover photo. I'm sorry. Like, just the specific, like, information about the way that Instagram works. It's like she kept a photo of Ben Affleck up because it wasn't the main photo on her. In It wasn't the front of the <laughs> carousel. It wasn't the cover. It was so the fans the weren't carousel. finding the photo e- easily. Well, they. I mean, the fans know exactly where that photo is, but it's not as glaring, I guess, as the photo that she deleted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, right? I think that's pretty funny, but it's also like, it's what's especially funny about this is that it reminds me that like, I went from wanting nothing but Ana de Armas news to kind of forgetting that she exists in the span of ever since they responded in Montana, ever since JLo and Ben responded in Montana, Ana de Armas was wiped from my memory, kind of. Yeah, I mean. Like fully just wiped. I mean, it helped like, you know. Armas updates on Adarmas updates was like really helping fuel the excitement over this woman. And then she dated Ben Affleck and that was exciting for us. But you're right. Like mm-hmm. now I'm kind of like, okay, like what's next? You know, you're going to have to keep what's it. You're going to have to keep it spicy. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure dating a guy who founded Twitter is that spicy to me. But that's okay. No. Maybe it's spicy no. to her. Okay. We're moving along. Uma Thurman is dating the news. I I did find the photo of Anna Darmus with Ben Affleck in the thing. And it is cute. like, it's a sexy photo. Like the photo that she left up, he's like clutching her arm. It's, it's cute. Next up, Uma Thurman is reportedly dating Bloomberg media CEO, Justin B. Smith. Quote, I'm a news lover. And here's the thing. Uma Thurman loves the news. And that's really funny to me. It was revealed in a write-up of a party. Like, it was revealed in, like, um, a party, like party piece. Yeah, a party, a party report, report about D.C., which is insane. The New York Times suddenly announced their relationship status in a write-up of a party Ugh. at Smith's Washington, D.C. home in the upscale Colorama. I don't even know where the hell that is. Neighborhood. Okay. If you say so. Then the write-up was, quote, also, the actress Uma Thurman, who is dating Mr. Smith, writer Sean McCreesh, slipped in at the end of a paragraph listing off the guests, which included some media who's who. Quote, actually, I'm a news lover, Thurman said of the crowd. That's a weird way to write that. Did she say that to him or did she say... It's very... We don't have the details about, like, when that was slipped into a conversation. Like, was she addressing them? Was she... Did he ask, are you dating Justin B. Smith? And she said, no, actually, I'm a news lover. That's why I'm here. You know what I mean? Let's find out. Hold on. One eternity later. What's very kind of weird about this is it's wrapped up. It's not just a normal party report. It's about, like, 
Washington, the Washington society scene is back. The headline is Washington society steps back out like a grizzly waking from hibernation. The ruling class is coming out of this thing with an appetite. Like a grizzly? And it's talking about this very specific party or series of parties that have been happening recently in D.C. You look at the photos, they truly look like, wow, pandemic is over, not a mask in sight, people everywhere, everyone's having a good time, like COVID-19 who? And then... It looks like 10 paragraphs in, it says, spirits were high at the Calorama home of Justin B. Smith, the executive of Bloomberg Media Group. Okay. The first good DC media party of the summer is funny. The first good DC media party of the summer. Of the summer. The journalists suck if you had a party like in the summer. I know. Like, and they were like, it's very rude. your party It's sucks. definitely, if you were in Washington, DC society, you know what that means. That is being, that is definitely a read. Okay. The journalists who gathered for sea scallops and lamb toast included the editor of the Atlantic, Jeffrey Goldberg, the Washington Post columnist, Jonathan Capehart, Jonathan Swan of Axios, and Abby Phillip of CNN. Also, the actress Uma Thurman, who was dating Mr. Smith. Okay, that's the house that they were at. That's and then the goes, reveal. Ms. Thurman. Then there's like two big photos. There's like a photo of Paul Ryan chatting with someone. There's like Ugh. this beautiful photo of shadows. And then Ms. Thurman likes DC. Quote, I welcomed and was spiritually fascinated by the cicada that just crawled across my finger. She what? said, holding a flute of pink petalate naturel. She has ha- she has battled Batman, been shot full of rock salt, and buried alive, at least in character. But has she ever seen anything as disturbing as 25 reporters in one place attempting to socialize? Quote, actually, actually I'm, I'm a, a news, news lover. lover. Oh my god. I really appreciate people like Caitlin, she said, referring to the CNN correspondent Caitlin Collins, also in attendance. Wow, this the quote from wherever I got this from, from Us Weekly or whatever, from people. They left out the fun they stuff. They left out everything that made that good. They really left like this is a good this is good scene setting. Oh my god, when she says, Are you are you intimidated to be surrounded by all these these titans of media? And she said, Actually, I'm a news lover. She's like I'm the fucking bride. I was in Kill Bill Parts 1 and 2. You think I was in Pulp Fiction. You think I'm intimidated by CNN's blah, blah, blah and Axios? No, bitch. It's a news. That's a website. I was married to Ethan Hawke. Have you ever met his ass? Like, no, I'm not intimidated by Jonathan Swan. (laughs) My daughter's in Stranger Things and and up and coming. She's (laughs) uh, Hollywood's 30 under 30. You You think I'm scared of the Atlantic guy? What's the Atlantic? <laughs> this is so this is so disrespectful to Uma Thurman the more I, I think about this. I know. They're like, how, how do does you it feel? fare like, around all these like media, these the men of media, the, uh, the party powers is so of gross. media. The only thing worse than like media reporting and party reporting are when both of those things are combined because Ugh. it's just like get off of each other's dicks. Who cares? This is not intimidating. But just so funny, like this media reporter like comes across Uma Thurman and it has to like reckon with her. It's like, will Uma Thurman be able to fit into this DC crowd? It's like, yes, bitch, she yes. can fit anywhere. She was in the car. She was completely uh, paralyzed. What else has she done? She, she walked the, the streets of Paris and before sunset, after sunset, and then the other ones. That wasn't her. That was... Who was it? Damn it. Julie Delpy. <laughs> what other movies has Uma Thurman been in? Oh, my God. She was Poison Ivy. She was Poison Ivy. Yes. Literally. She was Bruce Wayne's <sighs> girlfriend. Bruce Wayne is also a titan of media. Right? Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. He was. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're... We're just glossing over the line. I welcomed and was spiritually fascinated by the cicada that just crawled across my finger. 
can't. I really thought she was in Before Sunset for a second. She's not. No, it's, she's not at all. She's this not at all. This woman was in Pulp Fiction and had the needle stuck in her at the party. She's been to every fucking weird party there's there's ever been. <laughs> she had the needle stuck in her. Remember that? Right. Yes, I remember the needle going into her. And I'm just fiction. saying. That's like, the part you remember. Like, get out of here with this. Get out of here with this. Oh, <sighs> God. I'm it's, sorry. I hate when, it's like Salma Hayek. Like, I get it. But, like, I'm so bored when these, like, I mean, it's, I'm get, I support it. I love it. I'm not telling you, like, don't do this. But it is, like, it's such a cliche at this point for, like, the... The Hollywood actor, the like woman in Hollywood who has had like her her moment, her time in the sun, her time to shine, being the it girl who's dating someone else in Hollywood, who was like, you know what, I'm done with this, getting a divorce and then dating just some rando fucking rich guy, you know? Yeah. I like it. I'm happy for them, but it's a little boring. Thank God this version of it isn't that boring, specifically because of this party. Sorry, like, now what I'm is there to about, say about this guy? I'm Nothing. thinking about her in The Truth of Cats and Dogs, and I'm like, what if Uma is dating him, but actually she's the stand-in for Janine? <laughs> <laughs> what if they're playing a little trick on Justin B. Smith? Also, Hold who on. the hell is Justin B. Smith? I'm like, do you want to know who Justin B. Smith is? He's the CEO of Bloomberg Media. He was in politics first, which, which explains the... Um, I'm just saying, like, Michael B. Jordan would like a word with Justin B. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> just, any, just any man sticking a B in there? Just now any man can do that? Can take a name that's boring and we've heard before and stick a B in there? Is that a thing? Adam Jones. Thank God. One hoped you were dead. Closed down any uh, good restaurants lately? I don't close good restaurants. My reviews close bad ones. Moving on, though, speaking of good relationships, because we talked about kind of boring who relationships. These are these are two good ones. Uma dating a who, but Uma's is obviously the winner. Padma's dating someone new. Padma's dating there were someone photos new. Of Padma. And it's not Richard Gere. There were photos of Padma, who has had a storied dating history, which we've gotten into before, so we really don't need to get it into get into it again, but has dated really the range, you know, just mm-hmm. from literary to billionaire. Literary to titans to billionaires just, to club owners. Just literally everyone. You can to Richard Gere. We've talked about it, right? Briefly, Richard Gere. Anyway, she was spotted smooching over the mask, which means that she knew that there were there were cameras because it was kind of a little mm-hmm. bit of a That's showy funny. thing. It's a she gag. Was sto- spotted smooching a really well known and pretty famous poet within the world of poetry named Terence Hayes. And I am not a big poetry modern poetry person, or really at all. Who am I? Ca- I'm not a big. I poet. was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Or not modern poetry. Yeah, Lindsay loves the classics. Lindsay loves the classics. I've read a poem or four. Here a quack, there a quack, everywhere a quack. All right, bitch. I've read a poem, okay? I know poems. Anyways, this modern poetry is really its own subsect is what I'm saying. And he is a celebrity within that world because I was Googling him and it's like the dude has been written about a million times. Um, He also won a National Book Award and a MacArthur Fellowship and a Guggenheim Mm -hmm. Fellowship. So he's like, he's got all the big... He's a MacArthur genius. He's got got all the the big big boy awards. Right? 
He's got all the ones you can get, basically. He's like the egot of poets. That's what I'm saying. He it's like egot of poetry. You thought Padma was the, you know, the power player in this relationship. In a New York Times uh, profile from 2015, this is what somebody wrote about him. Okay. Famous poet seems like an oxymoron, but Terrence seems to deliver something for a lot of people. When she saw him at a crowded writer's convention two years ago, she was like, quote, it was like groupies with Mick Jagger. This was like a, f- a poet friend of, of mm-hmm. Hayes who said, literally, because People Magazine named Hayes among its candidates for sexiest man alive. That's his 2014, yeah. <gasps> Pretty funny. Unreal. But like, it is really funny because we had someone call into the show, actually, and talk about this, a poet who again, called in and was like, breathless with excitement over this because they were like Terrence is huge you don't understand I understand that you don't understand because no one cares about poets at all right. but like this is enormous I'm Terrence Hayes and my collection is American sonnets for my past and future assassin are you not the color of this country's current threat advisory and of pom-poms at a school whose mascot is the Clementine color of the quartered cantaloupe beside the tears of easily bruised bananas cowering in towers of yellow skin, and of Caligula's copper-toned jabber jaw jammed with grapes shaped like the eyeballs of blind people, light as a featherweight monarch, viceroy, goldfish, pomp and pumpkin pompadour, are you not a flame of hollow hellos and hell no's? The greatest move is that Poets.org tweeted this like a couple of hours after the Padma news broke. Yeah. Poets.org just suddenly tweets, there's no context, but like, if you know, you know. They tweet a poem from Terrence Hayes. They have no idea what I am, Terrence Hayes. I mean. And then they link to his poem, What I Am. And it's like, that's got to be a reference to the news, the quote unquote news. It is. Because he was, don't forget, he was a mystery man before he was identified as Terrence Hayes, which is peak poetry, where everyone's like, oh, who is this like hottie that Padma's smooching over the mask? It's a poet. That's why you didn't know it. It's a poet. That's why you didn't know it. His ex-wife was another famous poet named Yona Harvey. Uh And they met in like very traditional poetry ways. Like they met at like a poetry convention. Very traditional poetry ways. I don't know. Even as I said that, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? They were a poetry power couple is what you're saying. They were a poetry power couple. Then they divorced. And now he is like dating fucking Padma Lakshmi. Like she's a them. She's a them. We did this recently. Right. And like he's a them in poetry land. But I hadn't heard mm-hmm. of him. So I feel, you know, first of all, I feel uneducated because I'm like, oh, I didn't even know of this famous poet. But now I do. And yeah. now I'm like, wow, that's a get. I'm like reading all of his poetry. Well, what's it's funny that like it is a joke amid poets, among poets, where it's like even when we're successful, no one knows who we are. And we talk about this a lot. It must be like, well, I, don't I know. gotta it, say, like Amanda Gorman, right? like Mm -hmm. breakthrough poet of 2021 but Mm -hmm. when was the last time a poet was breakthrough you know like there really is no vehicle I think that's the issue is there's no vehicle for a poet to take the main stage in that way right that was such a specific Mm -hmm. experience where oh this girl got up this woman got up and said a poem at the inauguration because that was part of the inaugural uh tradition right and so there's only an inauguration once every four years and where else do we celebrate poetry aside from like in school you know there's no other way for a poet to be like oh a hotshot poet you know 
what's funny is that when you Google most famous poets, which I just did because I'm a fucking plebe, yeah, you will get this funny list. And just just wait until we we're in the 20th century once, but still, all yeah. of the photos are black and white until one, two, yeah, three, it's four, all five, old people. It's six, all seven, dead people. eight, nine, ten until right. ten. One, William Shakespeare. Two, Robert Frost. Three, Emily Dickinson. Four, Edgar Allan Poe. Five, William Wordsworth. Six, William Yeats. Seven, Walt Whitman. Eight, Sylvia Plath. Okay, we're in the 20th century. Nine, John Keats. And it's not until number 10 that you get to Maya Angelou, who died in the 21st century. Right, right. It's not until then that you get someone who was alive recently. Right, probably the most famous poet of recent history. Of the last, like, generation or two. Right, Maya Angelou. Rupi Kaur, I guess, is like... Right, you're right. Someone, but even at Rupi Kaur, I would call up. I would call a who at this point. But you're right. She did. She is. She's writing, but she's also like writing in a sticky way for like a younger generation. Yeah. But even someone who's like capturing the young generation is still. What about Jewel? <laughs> what about Jewel? Okay. I, th- I think Jewel is a them, but w- um, you know what? Maybe she is a poetry then because that was like, isn't that, isn't her book a poet? Poetry, one of the highest selling books of poetry of all time or something crazy. What about Lana's spoken word poem album? That came no, out? we're not talking about we're not talking about um, we're not talking about Lana's poetry. No, no poetry collection can compete with The Night Without Armor as a title. <laughs> I'm sorry. OK, I wrote this a long time ago. I will have you know. OK, OK. All right. I was 16. This was me at 16. Kind of partially. I lied a little bit, exaggerated some other times. I have blonde hair, I pluck my eyebrows, I have my father's nose, my mother's hands, I have crooked teeth and green eyes. I play guitar, I used to get sick a lot. I like the color of wine, I've cheated on boyfriends, I've owned a fake ID, but my hair is still blonde and my teeth are still crooked and I probably won't always look like like the color of wine. Want me to go on? All right. Before we move on to Rita, there's an important question Lindsay asked me in the doc and it is, do you understand one word of this? And she's resp- she's referring to this headline from the Daily Mail. Ruby Tuesday Matthews announces she's getting married just weeks after debuting her new boyfriend as she makes fun of that Oystergate scandal in proposal picks. And my answer to you is, Lindsay, yes, I understand every single word. Can you like, can you explicate this? Um, remember that word? Can you explicate this headline for me? Yes. So Ruby Tuesday... To- <laughs> Ruby Tuesday Matthews. This is, of course, from the Daily Mail Australia, because where else would we be getting such good stuff? Ruby Tuesday Matthews is an Australian Instagram influencer, okay? Okay. And she's not, like, huge. She has a couple of hundred thousand Instagram followers, but it's, like, enough, right? And she does all of the typical Instagram influencer stuff. Her influencer status has not really been parlayed into, like, TV, TV stardom, film stardom, music stardom. She's just, like, as far as I can tell, she's happy to be Her a name social is media influencer, Ruby and that's it. Ruby Tuesday. Like, the restaurant? Matthews. But also, the restaurant is named after the song. Goodbye, Ruby oh, Tuesday. Right. <laughs> See? It's, she's not named after the restaurant. The, ne- so the restaurant's named, named after, after the, song. the Rolling Stone song. There, yes, exactly. I gotta say, it's kind of ruined by Matthews, like Ruby Tuesday and Matthews, you know? And I have to say, I, I also think of the restaurant first before I go to the song, but yeah. it's important to know that like it is, it's named after the song. Okay. So she is Ruby Tuesday Matthews, and she's engaged to this guy, Shannon Dodd. Shannon Dodd is no one, okay? There's nothing to know about Shannon Dodd. He is the most His name civilian is Shannon of all Dodd. civilians. 
Shannon Dodd, yes. S-H-A-N-N-A-N, which is a very interesting way to spell Shannon. I've never seen it before. And Oystergate is a scandal from a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, when Ruby Tuesday Matthews got, got in trouble for, she was flying out of Australia or into Australia. The point is she was at an airport and the flight was delayed. All right. Everyone on the everyone on the flight is delayed. Hate that. Ruby Tuesday. Exactly. So Ruby Tuesday decided, well, I have to leave the airport. I'm going to go get like a nice lunch while I wait for this flight to start up. And because she left for lunch, they waited for her to get back on the flight and people got delayed even more because Ruby Tuesday Matthews was out getting lunch. And what was her lunch? Oysters. Fancy oysters. And she posted the photo on Instagram. No, and was she like, did not. Eating oysters. And they were like, this fucking monster delayed a flight for like hundreds of people because she had to have fancy oysters. That's so funny. And she joked about it for a long time. So when she got engaged, when she got engaged, she showed off her ring alongside a plate of oysters. Because it's like her number one thing, Oystergate, as she calls it. Another thing that's happening with Ruby Tuesday Matthews right now is something I learned from this headline from pedestrian.tv, my favorite website, which is woof colon goss insta Aussie influencer opinions is locked in a wild feud with Ruby Tuesday Matthews. What's goss that's insta even more Aussie ins- influencer opinions? Goss insta Aussie influencer opinions is locked in a wild feud with Ruby Tuesday Matthews. And the feud is as stupid as you would expect. It's like it's very similar to the celeb spell check feud. So this is a this is an Instagram account called Aussie Influencer Opinions. Yes, got it. Aussie Influencer Opinions. Opinions later showed their support towards celeb spell check. Remember we talked about celeb spell check and they mm-hmm. got they yeah, got they're t- like they, celeb spell check. They yeah. stopped, but they stopped doing it. They they decided mm-hmm. to quit. She was subsequently DM'd by influencer Ruby Tuesday Matthews, who called them a coward and a bully and offered fo- mm-hmm. the following thinly veiled threat. I'd hate to see you in celeb spell checks boat. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. These accounts, I think, are toxic and stupid. But like, I think a celebrity complaining about them and is like even worse. saying that Come they're on. doing something illegal is also really dumb because it's like all Aussie influencer opinions does is repost things that are already there. So like, you can't really bemoan them for like reposting right, a like, photo that Ruby Tuesday Matthews Not to did. compare it, but like this art, pedestrian TV also mentions Demois. It's like Demois has like, is creating new content versus Rumors, these right. these places are just essentially kind of making fun of influencers for posting the content they already post. And it's like, mm-hmm. Slub Spellcheck was funny because it was like, because they were doing stuff where they spelled stuff wrong. And that was kind of yeah, the, that's how the, it started. the yeah. slight gag or whatever. Anyway, that's Ruby Tuesday Matthews, and now she's engaged to Shannon Dodd. Oh my god, goodbye Ruby Tuesday. What on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita hosted an entire party, an entire pride party that had incredible incredible attendees including Demi Lovato and Demi Lovato and Paris Jackson and Ashley Benson and mm-hmm. her friend Baz Morgan Baz Morgan who's her best friend Baz Morgan who's like her best friend and comments on every but the spawn the person who ho- what do you call it funded 
this mm-hmm. this dinner was none other than a company called Booby Tape. <laughs> That's what killed me. It was like <laughs> I was just like, wow, this looks like a nice dinner that Demi Lovato mm-hmm. went to that was hosted by Rita Ora. Who paid for it? Booby Tape. Love without booby limits. Tape. Booby Tape. Hashtag ad. I mean, and love without limits. Iconically, Rita is wearing a dress that's definitely with the support of some booby tape. I think that Rita uses booby tape all the time. I believe it. I think it's a great, I think it's a great uh, partnership. I bet that she was like, oh, I love booby tape. Absolutely. Or whatever. I I don't know. When does Rita not say absolutely to like a sponsored, (laughs) you know. She's the hostess with the mostest. She's the hostess with the mostest, right? It makes sense. The wildest news, maybe the wildest Rita news since Taika Waititi is that her Oliver Twist movie that went like straight to Sky TV that we watched that's terrible is getting an American release. It's getting an American release. This is the state of cinema right now that like they're importing Twist and putting it in theaters. They're, they're, it's getting an American release, but without Rita. Like she's, well, she's in the movie, the but they've no, but they've erased her from the entire marketing campaign. It's Michael Caine, Lena Headey, and Lena Headey is not in it much like Lena Headey's the villain but like she's barely and they're not even on this poster that they're promoting it with Ralph Law is on the poster but his name isn't on the poster so it's like clearly Mm -hmm. like they they're like de-UKianizing it in a way they're trying to Mm -hmm. like pivot it towards an American audience which means we don't know who Rita Ora is so we don't get Rita Ora (laughs) on the cover which is And we don't know who Ralph Law is, so we're not putting Ralph Law's name on there. He's, right. He could be anyone. Right. It's a little disrespectful, but like, whatever. I guess I get it. I get it, but I'm also like, that really says a lot about the way that, it really says a lot about the work that we do and like the people who are like, isn't Rita Ora them now? And I'm like, look at this poster, you know, like not in America, right? It's just very clear when you see this the market research says that Rita Ora is not selling a movie. She's selling mm-hmm. a booby tape, maybe. She's selling booby tape, which yeah. I Probably actually really effectively. I'm, I know I'm like kind of want to buy it, but you know what I mean. Like she's not mm-hmm. selling a movie quite yet. Twist hits theaters July 30th and will be available digitally and on demand the same day. I I'll see it think... in theaters with the Lindsay. No, you won't. We will not see this in fun. theaters. We saw it already. It sucked. What if it's on, what if it's the draft house so we can like eat popcorn and like Oh my god, stop. Eat queso. I'll watch I'll see anything else in theaters. I'd rather watch Professor Pikachu Pokemon again. Detective Pikachu and Pikachu again. That's a really good movie. I know, it was fantastic. I'd love to see it again. Rita's great in it. Okay. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. We love your ratings and reviewings. Support us on Patreon.com slash WhoWeekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. And we'll see you on Friday with another episode of Who's There. Bye. Bye. You will trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. 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 I want to be famous.